It's time for the Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster podcast presented by Sloan. I'm your host, Ryan Dempster, and today I'm joined by former Chicago Cub and Washington National, currently a free agent. He also played for the Boston Red Sox last year. The slugger, Kyle Schwarber, stopping by. So without further ado, let's go off the mound with Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber, what's up, pal? Good to see you, man. Dipper, how are you, man? Thanks for having me on. Always, always good to have you on. You're a friend of the program. Um, <laughs> what's, what's new? What's happening in life? Ah, oh, man, just got back to Ohio. Uh, house would be done here soon. Uh, got a uh, got a little man coming on the way here uh, doing March. So there's a lot going on in the life right now. So uh, we're excited. I mean, it was a it was a heck of a year, and uh, it's just it just keeps getting better. Congratulations, a little a little baby boy. That's so awesome. You and Paige get to be parents. That's a great thing, man. Yeah, I know. We're. <laughs> We're excited. I mean, it's, uh, you know, she's been wanting to be a mom for so long and, uh, you know, just hopefully uh, he grows up and gets to see kind of what uh, dad does and uh, kind of get to remember that. So that'll be cool. Speaking of what dad does, um, you talked about this year being a long year. Uh, your first year away from Chicago, you go to Washington um, and sign with the Nationals. What, what was that like being in the in the capital of it all out there in, in Washington, D.C.? Yeah, Washington was great. I mean, it, it was it was kind of surreal because we lived in Arlington, and uh, the drive-in every day, uh, you know, you you'd see the the monument, you get to see the Capitol, the tip of the Capitol, things like that. Drive past the, uh, you could see the uh, Lincoln Memorial and things like that. It's like, man, you only see this stuff on TV, and now you're you're here every day living it. And uh, I mean, it was it was really fun. I mean, we got to tour the city a lot. Uh, you know, playing there, it was, it was great having a great staff and, you know, Davey Martinez being the manager, being, being able to be back with him and uh, being able to play with a lot of NL Central guys that I played uh, beforehand against and now being able to, to play with and obviously uh, having that, that big rotation there and uh, getting to play with Ryan Zimmerman. I mean, it was, it was a heck of a time and it was definitely a time I wasn't going to, I'm not going to forget. Dude, you talk about guys you got to play with, and like we see what he does on a daily basis, and he's so young, yet he's one of the premier hitters in this league. Being a left-handed hitter, being a guy that knows what he's going through, how impressive is Juan Soto? Yeah, it is. It is really stupid, actually. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is. It is crazy what that guy can do, and he wasn't even happy with this first half. And I go, man, if you're not happy with that first half, and uh, you're still an all-star, that that's pretty good. But, uh, I mean, it, I was really excited just to, to see it once, once I got to spring training. And, uh, you know, I was going to be in his BP group and everything like that. So I just wanted to see what he would do. And literally this guy would be hitting head-high line drives off the left field wall. Like, and I don't mean like left center. I mean like directly down the left field line off the wall, head-high line drives. And it was just like, wow, this is a really impressive – batting practice for a kid that was, what is he, 20, what is he, 22, 22 23, maybe? Yeah, 22 years old. I mean, it's just impressive to, to see the, the maturity in his approach and the way that he goes about his at-bats. I mean, this guy does not throw away an at-bat. Every at-bat is a competitive at-bat, and he's going to make that pitcher work. And if he misses, uh, that, that guy better pray that – it's not going to be a hit over the fence or a hit for an extra base hit. Dude, he rubbed off on you because you got in an absolute, like, ridiculous zone during the season before you got traded, before you got hurt and then got traded. 
What was that like? Like, was it like coming in looking like a volleyball? Was it looking like a beach ball or a blimp? I mean, you weren't missing anything and everything you were hitting was going over the, over the fence. That whole month there was, it was really fun, special, things like that. Yeah. But I always kind of go back to the process, like just being able to, like I was starting off slow, right? Don't get man. Uh, you know, still just making those, those little adjustments, those little tweaks and, uh, just to, to keep the, the consistent work in the cage, to know that you're just solidifying the right things down. And then once it clicks, it's just that, that much more satisfying, right? And uh, I give a lot of credit to, to Kevin Long, Pat Rossler, uh, Josh Bell. Uh, you know, we'd be down there in the cages grinding and uh, knocking it out. So, uh, yeah, that, that month was fun. And, it, you know, people always ask, what was it like? And it's like, I, I mean, it's not like I'm going up there trying to hit a home run. It was just happening. And I think that's kind of the best part, right? That you're just going up there and you're just taking your path. And uh, when you get the results, that's really cool. But I, I always just kind of go back to that process of just like things keep, you know, think good things are going to happen if you just stay with the course of what you're trying to accomplish. It was it was so much fun to watch because it wasn't like you were just hitting, you know, pitches, mistake pitches. It was like they were, oh, we got to pound them inside, keep them honest, and they'd throw it a foot inside, and then you'd keep it fair down the line and throw it in the upper deck. It was uh, it was so much fun to watch. Then then you know you get hurt right, and you go through that little um, problem with the hamstring and go through that, and then you get traded. <laughs> you know, going somewhere for your first time after being somewhere so long, and then all of a sudden you know you're kind of trying to make roots and you get traded again. What was that feeling like to kind of go through that? Yeah, that was uh, very interesting. Just, you know, one, it was my first time being traded mid-season. And, uh, you know, I was very thankful for my time in Washington. Like, we were going out there, we were trying to win. Like, we had a really great team on paper, and just kind of the injuries just kept piling up on, on us, and there was not a lot of things that we could do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I thank my time there. And, uh, you know, going into Boston, and you're the guy who's – you're the guy who's hurt and they just trade for you. You know, you're, you're just like, man, what are these guys going to think? You got a lot of thoughts running through your head. And uh, I show up to, to Tampa. They just started a 10-game road trip. And uh, I came to Tampa, and literally the clubhouse was very, very welcoming, which made it a lot easier on me. And, you know, starting with, um, with Heim, AC, uh, being back with Will Venable, all the coaching staff, and then the players-wise just – uh, how everyone was excited and uh, how I, I was very excited too, walking into a very good situation that these guys were already in. So it was just more for, it was just more me getting to know these guys and have them getting to know me and just kind of molding what these guys are doing because, you know, they already had a really good thing going. You don't want to be an obstacle in their way. So it's just kind of really just forming what this team's doing and uh, be yourself. That was the biggest thing. So, you know, they, they made it really easy on me to be myself and just come in and uh, focus on winning and help these guys try to get the ultimate goal. Um, you got a first taste of it, the Yankee-Red Sox rivalry. And you really got a taste of it in the playoffs, too. What was that like? Because we did the Cardinal-Cub thing. We understand that. But I always said the Yankees-Red Sox is totally different. Yeah, it, I, I would definitely say it's different. I mean, just the, the two fan bases and don't get me wrong, the, the Cubs Cardinals, they, they do not like each other, but I, you know, I think that this gets kind of taken to another level uh, when you're in, uh, you know, you're, put, you're in the Bronx and you're under enemy fire, things like that, that 
uh, they're just, they're, they're nuts. And uh, I mean, I think you, you, you could kind of see that uh, earlier in the year, you know, with the, the whole situation with the Verdugo getting the ball at him, things like that. So uh, they, they generally do not like each other. And uh, I think that what's, that's what makes it so much fun, right? Uh, you just want to go out there and you just want to compete. You want to go win and you want to, you know, you want to kick their butts. That, that's how it goes. And, uh, you know, so I, <laughs> I think I walked in kind of at the right time too, when we're, we're playing the Yankees, right. It's, it's getting down to the, uh, end of the year and, uh, we're, we're all pushing for that wild card spot. And so the games are, are really meaning something. And, uh, I don't think that I know that we got swept when we went there when I was playing, and uh, we might have took, I think actually we might have got swept again by them. So I think I played six games against them and we, we got swept both times. And, <laughs> They're like, hey, got to get rid of Schwarber. It's a bad luck time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, get rid of this guy. He stinks. But, uh, you know, then we're going into the, the, you know, going into the wild card game and, man, talk about an atmosphere. And, uh, you know, obviously I've played in a lot of great atmospheres and this is definitely at the top of the atmospheres. Uh, one of the, one of the tops and, uh, I mean, it's, you know, the, the winner go home wildcard game, one game to see moves on and, uh, we're playing at Fenway and this place is rocking just from pitch one. And, uh, then Bogarts goes out there, hits big two run homer, the place is going nuts. And then I was able to follow up with the homer there in the next inning, I think, or an inning after or something like that. And, uh, I mean, it was it was definitely very, very loud. And this running around the bases, you just kind of want to take it in, right? You're just looking around at the fan base and you cannot see a single person standing still. It is pandemonium jumping up and down, uh, things like that. So it, it, it definitely fires you up and you can see why that rivalry is very special. And the city too, like Boston, I found a lot of comparables. I don't know if it's because it's a you know, a smaller city, and then you have this tremendous passion for the for the fan base, you know, from the fans of the team. Did you find a lot of similarities, or what were the comparisons between Chicago and Boston? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think they're they're comparable on some levels, don't get me wrong, but they're also very different within each other, which I think makes both fan bases very special within their own, right? Um, just, just talking about Boston, you know, it's just – these fans are very passionate, very small city. They care about their sports. Reminds me a lot of Chicago, very big city, but they still, look, you know, they're all about their sports, right? And uh, just going to the, you know, being out there and playing, right? These guys like live and die by the team and they want you to succeed. And they're going to let you know if you're not succeeding. And I got respect for that, you know? Like, let me know if we're not getting the job done, right? We want to, we're doing this for you guys. We're going out there, don't get me wrong. Yeah, we want to, we want to do good for ourselves, but at the end of the day, we're trying to bring home a world series championship for the city. Right. And, uh, you know, for them to let you know when you're doing good and then let you know when you're doing bad, I have a lot of respect for that. I always thought it was interesting too, as a, as a visiting player, like, um, you walk out of the dugout and you know, it's Fenway park and it's, it's awesome. But when you walk out as a home player, and that green monster is staring you down in the face. It is a whole, for you, it must have been like, you just start like drooling, you know, and you're like, <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait. This is going to be so yeah. much fun. I'm going to play pepper with that thing. Yes, exactly. I mean, uh, I remember my, my first game and we we're playing Baltimore and it's like, you're, you're, you're taking it in, right? You get the, you get to watch some games from the home side, but uh, you're, you're just taking in what this is going to be like. And uh, you, you see the green monster and you're like, wow, that's actually 
pretty close. It's going to be nice just in, just in case you don't get all one. It might be able to hit it and turn into a double or something like that. And uh, also being able to see Pesky Poe down there, uh, just, you know, it just brings in a lot of history. You know, I, I remember when I was in the, the Cape Cod League in, in summer baseball and went to, you know, like three, four games. And, you know, I signed the, signed the uh, Pesky Poe. Uh, you know, I remember sitting out there all the way out in the right field seats. And uh, even when we came there in 2017, being able to go on the monster and sign it. So uh, definitely was like kind of like full circle there when I wasn't even in pro ball, being able to come back there and to be able to play games. It was a really cool moment. Right on. Um, the World Series, did you did you watch the World Series at all? Yes, I did. Who, yes. were, you, who were you rooting for? <laughs> Uh, I wasn't, I, I wouldn't say I was rooting. I was just more of a spectator. Okay. Uh, who were you spectating for? <laughs> uh, I was spectating for, I mean, it, it's weird because, you know, I played against both teams, right? Played yeah. it, played in division against the Braves. And then obviously we, we played against the, the Astros in the NLCS or ALCS. Sorry. So I was indifferent. Let's just say that very indifferent. You know, I, I could, I wasn't going to cheer and, you know, stay tuned and watch the celebration afterwards, you know, as soon as the final out turned off. Right. Pretty happy for Soler though. Former Chicago Cub winning yeah. the World Series MVP. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, Georgie's such a great dude. Yeah. I, I, I love Georgie and uh, just, you know, when we were teammates, uh, talk about just a, a very likable guy, a, a, a very good teammate, and uh, a huge human being. <laughs> and uh, he's a phenomenal baseball player. He's very toolsed out, and I'm happy that he was able to go out there and show, uh, you know, what he's what he's capable of. You know, especially when he was in Kansas City and he went off for all those home runs, and then to be a postseason hero uh, and, and and bring home the MVP trophy. I'm very happy for him. All right. Well, speaking of heroes, um, first responders, you continue even away from Chicago, you go to Washington, you go to Boston, you, you continue to just thrive in bringing attention and raising awareness and money for uh, the work you do um, with your charity and for first responders. Um, talk about what you're able to do out there. I know you're providing meals before playoff games to firehouses. You're doing it all. And it's, you know, as a son of a fire chief, um, that I am, it's just so awesome to watch the legacy that you're leaving off the field because it's equally as impressive as what you're doing on the field. Yeah, you know, the, uh, it, I just, for me, it's just more about uh, trying to bring awareness to all the good and uh, to be able to uh, kind of provide that, that mental breather for these individuals, right? And uh, for, for the times right now of the COVID times and uh, everything else that's going on is just to be able to kind of get that mental break and, you know, come out to a game, be able to, to come out and get a meet and greet or, hey, here's some pizza, enjoy your day. Some of this to bring a smile to some people's faces. And, uh, you know, when we were in Washington, we were able to uh, bring bring some individuals out towards the, the, the middle part of the year just before the All-Star break once they started uh, really kind of opening up the facility and uh, being able to meet with... Uh, police, fire, and uh, members from the Taft family, uh, which is, uh, you know, members of fallen, family members of fallen service, uh, servicemen or women. And uh, then once we went to, once we went to Boston and had the whole uh, 
Kyle from uh, Waltham uh, thing go. Uh, we, we were like, oh, you know, it'd be a really good idea to, to send some pizzas out to uh, the, the, the police and fire over there. So that was able to happen. And it was a really cool moment too, just because the other day uh, we're bringing back baseball into my hometown and uh, the, the fire department did uh, a big charity raised like $16,000, which is unbelievable. Right on. And uh, they actually, the, the Waltham Fire Department send them, uh, sent Middletown Fire Department uh, pizzas to kind of paid it forward. So it was really cool to see. Uh, you're always paying it forward. You're doing great things. Um, I'm super proud of you. Um, but everybody wants to know. I know everybody watching at home is going to want to know. Where's Kyle Schwarber going to sign this year? Where are you ending up at? Let us know. Come on, give us the scoop. Your guys is your guys is guess about as good as mine right now. <laughs> uh, you know, we're got to see what happens. You know, the, obviously the World Series just ended, so uh, you know you get into the uh, the early parts of the off season, and your brain just kind of starts rummaging on what's going to happen, uh, where you're going to be at, and uh, you're you're just thinking. You're, you're, you're thinking along with the with the, the front offices, right? Like, oh, where's a good fit that I could end up at or anything like that. But, uh, you know, I, I'm excited for this offseason. It, it, it's going to be a very fun offseason. Uh, I love my time in Boston. I love my time in Washington. Obviously, I love my time in uh, the city of Chicago, too. So, um, you know, if it's in one of those three places, that would be great. And if it's in a completely different city, I'm going to be looking forward to to get to know that city and get to know the uh, individuals there and uh, get to know the community there too. Well, you talked about where it would be a good fit for you, but I know for every team out there in Major League Baseball, you'd be a good fit for them, man. You're, well, uh, I appreciate that, Ryan. Thank ab you. Absolutely. And congratulations to you and Paige on the baby. That's so awesome. Can't wait to meet them one day down the road and watch them hitting absolute taters in batting practice one day. I know that's right around the corner. Thank Kyle, thanks so much for stopping by. I enjoyed having you on. No, thank you guys. I appreciate it, and I look forward to talking to you guys soon. Always great to catch up with Kyle. One of the best, man. Absolutely love that guy. Congratulations on the baby on the way. To hear more conversations like the one you just heard, please download and subscribe to the Off the Mound with Ryan Dempster podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and it's all presented by our good friends at Sloan. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.